Well, I can't wait to meet our host. I hear this is only one of his beat parties. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Welcome back. I wasn't going to do it, but now I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a fourth episode on the Democrat riots, uh, initially the Minneapolis riots. But we're going to try to take a more positive spin on it first. Because today, on the anniversary of D-Day in Europe, in 44, it's June 6th, here in Mississippi, I know of three protest rallies that occurred today. One in the capital city near me in Jackson, one up in Starkville where Mississippi State University is where I went to college, and another one on the Gulf Coast, I guess in Gulfport. But these were three rallies. They weren't enormous, but they were big. And there was black people, and there were white people, and there were some, I imagine, some Latinos and some Asians or whoever. But it was all-inclusive, and it was peaceful. And reading posts from friends on Facebook and people I know, they were, it were beautiful moments. Police were there to ensure people's safety, whomever needed safety. There were no negative reactions or actions. And this is in the state of Mississippi, in the deep south of the United States. Today was a beautiful day in Mississippi. And this state is I think per capita has the most African Americans in the population of any state in the country. Georgia might be higher, but I'm not absolute on that. And obviously the history of Mississippi going way, way back to slavery, obviously. But then you had Jim Crow, you had the, the civil rights era and the Ole Miss riots when James Meredith was admitted into Ole Miss in 63, I believe. Um, you know, a lot of civil, civil rights strife. You know, that there was, you know, we have our history. But I can say without a doubt that this state has come so much farther than many of the places, I would say all of the places that are experiencing riots this past week. I talked to a nice black lady, Elise, I can't remember her name, from Canton, um, who knows my neighbor Greg and I've met and actually sat next to her on the square in Canton she makes bread and was selling it. I make metal sculptures and was selling it. We were next to each other and she and I talked 
all afternoon and her son was there, nice little kid. And she told me she moved up north for a while. I don't know if it was Chicago. I don't think it was in Minnesota or Indiana. But she moved up north for a while and moved back and told me she didn't like it up there. You know, she she had she was my age, maybe a little younger, I'm fifty. I don't feel fifty, I don't look fifty, but I'm fifty. And I'll say I'm fifty. But she said that she saw racism in the big city up north and felt uncomfortable up north. And it wasn't just racism from whites, it was racism from Latinos, from whites, and there was even, not I wouldn't call it racism, but even interracial strife from city or northern African-Americans and southern African-Americans. I cannot verify that, but it's what I gathered from what she told me. And she moved her family back down to Canton where it's basically, in my mind, in my, in my in my mind's eye, I look at it, and don't take this wrong, as a black Mayberry. I think Canton's 80% black. I've been here five years. I grew up in this county, south of here in Madison, closer to Jackson. Madison was a country town that became a bedroom community, and now that Jackson has been run by Democrats for a few decades. Their policies have, their and higher taxes have chased out businesses and families. The crime and the policies have chased them out. But they held a rally today that was a total success. I don't know if it made the news nationally. I wish it would have. I totally wish it would have. Because we have that stigma of being Mississippi. When I lived out west, people didn't know about Mississippi. When I lived in the northwest, in Oregon, people didn't know Mississippi. Not who we are and what we are now. And they held these rallies in three cities that I know of. They may have held more rallies in Oxford or Hattiesburg. I don't know. But they held rallies in three cities that were complete peace fest successes and it makes me so proud now it was it had plenty of black lives matter involved as far as signs i don't think there were actual group leaders here from those actual factions i know there was no antifa i don't think there's much antifa in the south Maybe a little in Texas or Georgia, in the big cities. Maybe they didn't know about these rallies and come down and instigate. Maybe they're scared of the South. Because it'd kind of be like going to Antifa going to Sturgis and not Sturgis, Mississippi, which is by Starkville. 
that's a little bitty town, but Sturgis, North Dakota, where they have the huge biker rally. And they always have lots of American flags and some Confederate flags, although obviously with the age of PC, Confederate flags and monuments are going by the wayside. I'm indifferent on that, really. Mississippi still has the Confederate flag on the state flag. They put it to a, a vote on an election ballot on whether they wanted to get rid of the flag or keep the flag years and years ago. And I think 80% of the voters voted to keep the flag, and that included all African Americans. Very, very interesting dynamic there. Um, I see it being changed sometime. I like the new design that an artist in, in the Jackson area came up with. There's a name for it, I can't think of it. Maybe the Magnolia flag, I'm not sure. But it's a good looking flag. Um, and you know, maybe it is time. Because the South did lose the war, right? What winner gets to have, what, what loser of wars get to keep their, get to have statues and flags and stuff. You know, that stuff's usually put down and gone. But it's heritage back in the 1860s after the war, the American government, it was Abraham Lincoln's desire and Ulysses S. Grant also was in on this, on bringing the Confederate States and its people back into the fold. We are all Americans, as they said. We shall be treated as such. They repatriated. And those sentiments didn't last long. But that's all in the past, way in the past. And so this was not my initial subject matter for doing a fourth riot episode because there were so many things that were making me angry and upset about what's what the protest morphed into these riots and then business owners and police are getting killed by rioters and looters and people don't know for sure whether it's Antifa the domestic terrorist group or Black Lives Matter which some consider in its most radical forms, a, a domestic terrorist group. I don't think as a whole it is. It's the same with people. You can't judge anything as a stereotype. You have to judge them individually. And so I guess I'm gonna roll this episode into the next part You have to judge them individually. I did some research today, and these are these are rough estimates. About a thousand people a year are killed by police. This includes criminals, felons, uh, self-defense, and accidents and probably 
there are a small amount of improper or bad killings. Obviously, the killing of George Floyd was one of those. If you knew his history, and then you knew the story of how the officer who killed him and George worked together at the same club, one inside, one outside, and you would have to think that the policeman, who was a thug himself, I don't, I mean, if you know George Floyd's past, he had done five years in prison for breaking into a woman's house with some other guys, holding her hostage with a pistol to her pregnant stomach and threatening to shoot her stomach where the baby was inside her if she didn't say where the drugs and where the money was. She told him where the money was, the other people were searching the house, found money, there were no drugs, and then they left. He was ID'd, caught, sentenced, sent to prison. He ain't no angel. Might not have deserved to have been murdered by a policeman. That policeman was a thug. He had a bad past. He had a lot of complaints against his police work. Um, There were threats and moments where he could have been charged in his abuses as a policeman. But the Attorney General never did it. And so maybe 18 complaints against him. So neither one of them were angels. And it's unfortunate that one is dead and it was on video and it was shown to the world and people lost their minds. Now it's the mayor and the police chief's fault in Minneapolis for not getting a grip on the situation And when the protest started, they went on for two days before they decided to charge the cop with the murder. It took them a week to charge the other three policemen sitting there watching them or helping them before the initial murder happened. And they just stood there. Now they're all charged, but it's a little late, Minneapolis, because they're rioting from New York to D.C., to Detroit, they had a little in Memphis, they had a little in New Orleans. They were peaceful in New Orleans mostly, though. A little in Houston, a little in Dallas. Um, Minneapolis was obviously bad. I saw a picture of Minneapolis. You would think it was the Middle East after, after Desert Storm. Unbelievable. That whole downtown looks like a burnout pile of ashes. It reminded me of pictures after 9-11, after the towers fell and all the dust settled. Just unbelievable. Well, let's roll this back. All the police in this country did not kill George Floyd. One man did. Three others watched. They are all arrested and charged with murder or accessory to murder. There's no way they'll get out of it. No way. 
Yet, in cities across the country, policemen have been shot, hit, beaten. A number of them have been killed. I'm, I'm putting my number estimate at five or six killed, two on life support. And then there's the shop owners and bystanders that have been killed. There's a number of them. Half these people killed in the riots, policemen and bystanders and shop owners are black. And when you see all these protests, and that, that was the one thing about the protests in Mississippi, I paid attention to the one that happened in Starville because I know a lot of people there. That was a protest against systematic racism, which I'm not sure really exists in as wide a scope as people think it does. And police brutality. Well, here are the numbers I looked up. I told you a thousand people a year, roughly, are killed by the police. I think it was 24% of those, on average, are black. So that's roughly 250 people a year. Of the population, black population of America, which is about 13 to 15% of the population, that'd be 13 to 15% of 330 million people. 250 people a year. Some of them, many of them, committing felonies or shooting at policemen. Some of them just bad kills. Shouldn't have happened. There are not a lot of those. Now, I'm not saying police don't hassle blacks a lot. But the black sections of cities, all inner cities, have a high poverty rate and a high crime rate. And that's where a lot of the interaction goes down. So now we go to the police that are killed per year. About 120 policemen are killed every year on duty. Over half of these are killed by felonious shootings or beatings or stabbings or whatever. Criminally killed, over half. How many policemen are there in this country? It's way less than 15% of 320 million. Way less. So per capita, more policemen are killed while doing their job, right or wrong. And we all know that most policemen are good people, just like we all know that most black people are good people, just like we know that most people are good people. And we should assume that they are good people until they can prove themselves however so done, that they're not good people. But you go and look at these rallies and no one talks about the police or the shop owners or business owners or the bystanders that have been killed in these riots. No one talks about them, they just talk about Floyd and about police brutality. 
and that sticks me under the ribs. It's not fair. It's not right to completely leave them out and not talk about them or memorialize them or to protest violent rioting, arson, looting, and the instigation of these protests that turn wild into riots. It's well known that Antifa has gone into the rioting business and trying to turn America on its ear. They're anarchists. They're, they do no good. They think they're doing good, but they think white America are all the same. They're stereotypical about it. They think we're all white nationalists. By the way, I'm white, if you didn't know. They think we're all nationalists, Klansmen, neo-Nazis. They're less Klansmen, neo-Nazis, and radical white nationalists than there are probably Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They're such a marginal amount and we don't, white America doesn't claim them. We think they're trash. Just like we think Bantifa is trash. That's my name for them, by the way. Hashtag Bantifa. That's Antifa with a B in the front. Bantifa. As in, get rid of them. They're no good. Just like the Klan, get rid of them. They're no good. Neo-Nazis, get rid of them. They're no good. If you can't stand and look like an asshole peacefully with your Nazi flag or your Confederate flag, and you're gonna start start shit. I'm gonna have to make this one a uh, explicit episode too. But riots are explicit, aren't they? If you can't stand and look like and be an asshole peacefully, then stay at home. And that goes for Antifa. And that goes for the radicals in Black Lives Matter. And there's another group's name, I can't think of it. But they're, they're the radical left, just like the hard radical right. We don't need either one. They make this country a worse place. They're trying to make this country a worse place. And we're better than that and we're bigger than that. So let's shift gears into what will become of these cities that had these riots. We want to bust into the aftermath. Let me make sure I'm still recording. All right, dang, 22 minutes. Um, Minneapolis has got a hard future coming. Businesses, big and small, that are burnt to the ground. Unless you're a major chain, likely are not coming back. That means less jobs. That means people are gonna move to where the work is. That means families are gonna leave. Another thing that's going around is there's talk in these cities up north and a little bit out west and in the Midwest. There's talk, like in, mainly in Minnesota that I've read, of disbanding or shrinking the police department. You really think that's safe? You really think that's a good idea? Or is that an ends to a means so that you can be a totalitarian, uh, theoretical 
mind abuser. Does that make any sense? That means Antifa and the like, or the minority and the like, would police in place of the police and how they see things needing to be. No, 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 that would, that would, even more people would move away. No police, I'm not raising my kids here, they'd be gone. No police, I'm not opening a business here, they'd be gone. That city will die. Other cities that have this issue, these cities will die. They will become like Mad Max and Thunderdome <laughs> in real life. They will fail. They will look like Detroit. Empty buildings everywhere, except that in Detroit, those buildings aren't burnt to the ground. In Minneapolis, those buildings are burnt to the ground. I don't know how that place is going to recover. They want federal money. It was a low number, too. $55 million for for uh, rehabilitating, re restructuring, reconstructing, whatever, rebuilding the downtown area. So they refuse federal help to quell the riots. I've had deja vu about this in the past, now that I'm saying this. And you know what they say about deja vu, the more you have deja vu, the more you are on your true path in life. The more that you have deja vu, the truer your life path is. I don't know where I read that. I read that somewhere a long time ago. I, 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 go, I have deja vu in runs, and I've been having them lately. Um, looking at 2020, uh, my path is pretty damn rocky. But I guess it could be looking up. You know, I'm a sunny side of the street guy. I'm a silver linings guy. I'm a glass half full and thank God I have a glass kind of guy. I don't know about Minneapolis. That place has got hard times coming. People don't want to live in these cities where this stuff's going down. Washington, D.C. is going to lose populace because that mayor is letting Black Lives Matter on the radical end run that city. They, they let these riots continue. They want to rattle the cage. They want to burn down the White House. They have defaced more landmarks. Abraham Lincoln Memorial defaced. World War II Memorial defaced. I saw somewhere there's a memorial to black troops that served in the Civil War defaced. Where is the sensible rationale in that? That's just, that's, that goes back to high school without the teachers going wild. That, that is a zoo with the gates open and everything's just running wild. You don't want to be on the streets when that's going down, do you? It's unbelievable. And when you look at the dynamic 
of these big cities where this stuff is going down, even Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, St. Paul, D.C., New York City. The mayor of New York City, even the Democrats are up in arms about the mayor of New York City. It's as though the mayor wants riots in New York City. I, it doesn't make sense. He and the governor, and they're both Democrats, are taking jabs at each other about who knows and says what and how things should be done. Well, the mayor of New York City is an imbecile. The mayor of Minneapolis is an imbecile the way they handled the early part of this entire debacle. They enabled riots. They, what's the word I was using? When they backed off and let the rioting and looting occur nights in a row in Minneapolis, and then they abandoned the third precinct police station and the rioters got in and burned it down and it was all on national news TV on every news station it emboldened these other Democrat cities to not only protest but to riot and they had the instigation with Antifa and Black Lives Matter to get out and it, it no one People would say George Floyd, George Floyd, but it wasn't about him. It was about frustration. It was about angst. It was about anger. It was about jealousy. It was about deep, deep evil mischiefism. There's another word for that, and I can't think of it. Just to get out and, and, and break stuff, to steal. It's like a, it's a thrill. It's a party. Maybe if I was a 22-year-old, I might have gotten into it. I can't say, because I don't know. I never have. I would teach my kids not to. I think they know better. Um, these, these cities with these Democrat leaders... Study the dynamics, study the demographics. Families and businesses are leaving there. They're leaving California, they're leaving New York. They're leaving some of these northern blue states for red states where it's business friendly, lower taxes, free enterprise, no unions. And they can make more money and save more money Thus, spend more money, then there's more revenue, more successful cities and states. The South, the Central Midwest. Um, you get in the Upper Midwest, going out West, Montana. Um, I could see Colorado going red again. They vote blue because of the marijuana laws. But we're not talking about marijuana. We're, we've been talking about riots and violence and, and bad political policy. 
I mean, really, I've said everything I want to say about this. There's not much more to say. There's still protests going on. It's been over a week. It's been well over a week, hasn't it? It's been eight days. I'm not sure. But the they're you know, these city policies are running their running their tax base off. And some of these places will not recover. I just don't know if Minneapolis is gonna recover. Look at Detroit. I've been here, I've already said this. I wish more people would listen to multiple news sources and form their own opinion than sticking to one side. Like people on the left just watching CNN and people on the right just watching Fox. Watch them both. Go online and read the Washington Post. But go to Breitbart or Breitbart, however you call it. Read their stories on both sides. And then look and see who has to correct what they have said. See who corrects their news and which one is accurate and which one isn't. Formulate your own opinion. Don't be a sheep. You know, we want to turn this violent story into a love story. And it's just a matter of educating yourself and not listening to the outside static that's yelling in your ear. Be like this, do that. Maybe I'm part of that static. Or maybe I'm part of the enlightenment. Depends on the person, right? I might just be entertainment. That's what I started this to do because I've had such a fun life and such a torturous life and such, it's been such a wild ride, had done such great things, and had such horrible injuries. <laughs> you know. But onward and upward, right? I really wish I could remember the overdrive. I was going to put it in overdrive, the fourth gear. I must be driving a V6 right now with only four gears. Um, the proof's in the pudding, right? In the future, we'll look back and see what's really accurate and who did what and whether they were right or wrong. We'll see how these cities re-evolve because they devolved bad. Minneapolis is the epicenter. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see how New York changes. Um, LA is not gonna change at all. They, they riot every 30, 20 years, it seems like. They're the cutting edge of rioting. <laughs> They're supposed to be the uh, woke. You know, let's end it on that. Let's end on this on this ridiculous term that I believe is out of Ebonics or, or some millennial term woke 
Yeah, he woke. That's woke. You need to be woke. You need to speak correctly. How about that? I mean, I'm all about um, slang and interesting new terms and, and throwing out funny phrases and stuff, whatever. But this is a serious conversation we're having and to bring woke into it is almost insulting because a lot of people don't know what it means. I know what it means. You probably know what it means. I'm talking about your average, everyday, working, tax-paying wife and kids, family, a man or woman, American of any race, creed, religion. I don't see what religion has to do with it. Woke. My term is Bantifa. That, you know, if that was if that was never in the equation, how bad would this have gotten? Would we have had more peaceful protests like Mississippi had today? There's the positive right there. There's the love. Look to us. Look to Mississippi and see how we have evolved at such a fantastic curve. Because it was not that long ago where we were not where we are today. And we are leading this country in hospitality and friendliness, kindness, charity. We may be last in a lot of things, but it's not in humanity. This is Harry Day. All I've got to say is I love all you people. I've had so many new listeners from my first uh, Democrat riot. Actually, I've been calling them the Democrat riots because it's in Democrat cities. It's mostly Democrats in the streets riding. Um, but this, the, the episodes are called the Minneapolis riots, and the first one has had over 200 listens, I believe. Which, for being just some nobody in Mississippi, I'm, I'm stoked on that, that people are... And I imagine there are probably a lot of people in Minnesota, because that was one of the key words, Minnesota and Minneapolis, you know, that are listening, and maybe they don't want to hear my point of view. But I'm just speaking the truth, y'all. All I want is love, harmony, and a little bit of peace. If you love me, let me know. If you don't, then let me go. Why? I can take another.